parasites possess and poltergeist. It's time to get our horror on. Welcome to your weekly dose of horror news and fun. This is episode 10 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McGuinness, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. Together we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. Jennifer, how has your week been? Pretty good. I've actually, like, hey, can we just take a moment to double digits, guys? Oh, yeah. Double digits. Yeah, episode 10. Right? We're unstoppable. I know this has been so much fun. This is this is like the best thing in my life right now. Except I love it. today, <laughs> I forgot I forgot about it and came in like half an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You're an artist. You keep your own time. That's fine. Um, no, my week has been pretty pretty normal. I'm still a little bit under the weather, but getting better. Um, I had a pretty fun day yesterday, hanging out with you. Yeah, we watched films. It was wicked. We did. I love a film day with people. We watched. So we we watched Thrashing, the skate, the Josh Brolin skateboard film. Uh, and it was the best film I've ever seen. I know. Ever. Hey, that <laughs> that bone happened to be styling. <laughs> <laughs> that whole film was styling, and how, I just want to watch it again. How's the bit where she like, she's asking him about skateboarding? She goes, "What What do you guys do?" He goes, "We thrash," and he goes, "What do you thrash?" And he goes, "What have you got?" <laughs> Right, that's a panty dropper right there, Brolin. Josh Brolin. So good. It was right how when he got his, he broke his arm, he had the cast and it looked like he had the infinity gauntlet on. (laughs) Yes. Just like, just just draw some coins on there. You're fine. Yeah. It's all good. Oh, it was amazing. Such a great film. So that that's what I did as well. That's enough. Yeah, that's, that's it. Was a good week. We watched. We we also we drank some umashu, but with green tea flavored, and it was horrible. It was not very good. No. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But, uh, yeah. So but how about you? What have you been up to this week? Well, that was basically it. I've been I, I I've quit streaming my gaming stuff for a while because my life is getting too busy with my business and trying to run it through a recession and all stuff like that. So I've I've, yeah. I've stepped back on the streaming game side of it. I'm still making episodes about video games, but just the, the, the core streaming, I'm not, you know, we just play a game. Um, mm. I'm rewriting one of my children's books as well, one that um, I never published, so I'm giving that, that another go. And that's, that's about cool. it, really. And I'm, I installed a new stereo, which is the reason I was late today. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it's never a problem. All right. So let's get on to straight, straight into it. What have we been watching? So I'll go first. I have been watching Halloween 3, Season of the Witch from 1982. And this was my first viewing of this film ever. And I got to say, I loved it. I know people might, is that an unpopular opinion? No. So, okay. So Halloween 3 has always been something that's been pretty kind of like unpopular amongst the fans over the years. But now has kind of, it's like we've seen this huge resurgence. It's kind of like how Scream 4 is now like, super popular again and everyone's like yeah yeah, it's a really good film Mm. uh halloween 3 is starting to get that kind of recognition but i mean i just remember watching it when i was young and i was like fuck this this doesn't have michael myers in it who cares that's the main thing i think that really like like it's not what made the it didn't make the film bad because it's just people were expecting michael myers they didn't get it so they just they just put on the you know the the dark sunglasses and walked off. They didn't want anything to do with it, which was a mistake because as its own film, it's an, an amazing horror film, and you can't go yeah. wrong. You can't go past any film that's got Tom Atkins in it. You just can't. Oh my lord! I, it's true. The man, the man behind the mustache. He's such oh. a he's such a good. Like, um, 
He's amazing as well. What are, he's been in like Halloween's. He's been in like Night of the Creeps. He's been. What else has he been in? What? what uh, the Fog. He's in the Fog. Um, oh. He's been in a lot of stuff actually. Can I hit on him? In you can. And then what? He's what? the kind of guy that is just. Oh, he's in Creep know. Show. That's right. Yeah. So he's the kind of guy that has this like really nice sort of look to him. He kind of reminds me of Cary Grant a bit, in which like he was a bit when he was young, he was still had like this sex appeal to him. Um, but as like he's aged, like a real fine wine. Yeah, like, so a, a, like a, gen- a gentleman age. Like a, yeah, like, well, like, yeah. It was in Tarantula, that like the nineteen seventy seven film. Ah, oh, son of a bitch! Yes, that's good. That'll be seventy stash Atkins too. Yeah, that'd be great. He's also in Maniac yeah. Cop. Like these are great yep. horror films. Oh yeah, he's he's got quite the quite the name to him. Quite the repertoire. Oh yeah. Fantastic. My Bloody Valentine. All right. Oh, yeah. Was he in that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. right. So, yeah, I loved him. I, 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 I didn't realise how much I loved him until this film, Halloween 3. Up until this point, I'd just seen him in films. And then, yep. and then it suddenly clicked how wicked he was and how mm-hmm. he, like, in every film he's in, he looks exactly the same. He has the same haircut. He wears the same clothes. And all they do is put a different jacket on him and make him into a character. Like in, you know, in Halloween's and that, or some of them, he's, he's like, he's a cop. So he just has a cop jacket. In this one, he plays a doctor. So he just has a doctor's like white jacket on. In like yeah. Night of the Creeps, he's a detective. So he just has a detective jacket on. But he's exactly the same dude in every single film. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, so good. And then, uh, yeah. So the story, the story of Halloween 3, if no one has seen it, is um, basically trying. a man is um, being chased by these men in suits. He goes to a hospital um, where he's like, wounded, where Tom Atkins is working as a doctor. And, um, and then these men in suits come in and kill this guy. And, um, and then Tom Atkins takes it upon himself. I can't remember his character's name in the thing. He takes it upon himself to track down these killers that killed his patient and find out what's going on. So he, he teams up with the guy's daughter, um, which is really weird because later on in the movie he has sex with her. But he's not the same age as her dad. And then, yeah, pretty and, much. And then he basically gets her killed as well. Um, and then so the main, the main plot is there's this, this company called Silver Shamrock and they're making Halloween masks. That somehow, um, that when people, when kids wear them on Halloween and they watch a certain TV show, which is a TV special, their mask reacts to the TV show and they, spiders and snakes come out of their face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love that scene. Yeah. But they've made, what makes it so good is they've made the masks, how they explain how it works, is that they have... That they have stolen Stonehenge, <laughs> brought it to a rural, a small town American factory, and somehow, you know, scientized Stonehenge chippings into microchips that then make yeah. this happen to you. And I'm like, what? That creates laser beams. Creates laser beams as well. It does all sorts of stuff. And then there's no reason why, and a, a human does this. This is just a human. He's just a, a rich billionaire who is bored, and he wants to just teach the kids a lesson by killing them all. And that's just, it's that, a prank. It's a prank. It's a good prank. It's Halloween a, is a time for pranks. 
And the opening of the, um, so the things that these kids watch is this little jingle and it's played throughout the whole film. It's on every TV. I've got it here. I'll just play it for you quickly. It's amazing. So yeah, that this this tune with the wah 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 is playing throughout the whole film. I got obsessed with it. I just wanted to hear it, and every time it came on in the film, I felt great. I was like, oh, the tune's on again. Um, I, I I was just loving it. And then, so the guys in suits who work for this billionaire, halfway through the film, you realise that when he he punches one. To, uh, he has a fight with one of these guys and then punches him through the chest and inside of him, lo and behold, for some reason, he is filled with clockwork gears and slime and that <laughs> there is no explanation. So this guy has built an army of people to... Did you notice that the majority of them were all redheads as well? No. They were, were they, ga- were they uh, gingers? This is like in South Park. Yeah. yeah, the majority of them were gingers. Oh, man. It was such a good film. Like, such a stupid film. But it's funny because you were so excited when I ran into you the other day and you're like, I'm watching Halloween 3, I've never seen it, and, like, I've started watching it, it's really good. So I went home and I, you know, I said to my lady, um, Dan's watching Halloween 3, I'm going to give it another watch because he's super excited, so I haven't seen it for, you know, 10-something years. We'll give it a watch. Hmm. And, man, did she hate it. <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> it's like. Oh, man. Like, everyone should give this film a watch. And don't expect it to be anything like any of the Halloween films. It's its own no, film. Because, like, Clive, Clive Park, no, um, uh, John Carpenter, John Carpenter like, has, has said many, many times, he goes, I never wanted Halloween to be a franchise with a killer. I wanted it to be an anthology. So when I got it back to do the yeah. third one, I was like, he was like, fuck you. I'm just going to do my other anthology idea. But then it didn't work. And he, he does it so casual about it. He's like, oh, uh, didn't work. Oh, well. Oh, that's what I love about John Carpenter. He's basically like, well, I did it. If you don't like it, get fucked. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah, he goes, oh, that work film didn't work, but I'll just make another one that heats better, like The Thing yeah. <laughs> and everything right? else that I make. Um, they live. Come on. But, yeah, yeah, very strange scenes of, like, um, him, like, yeah, the, the sexy scene with the daughter. And then at the end, there was a massive plot plot hole in it, though. Like, so at the end, he he wins so the masks have this little disc on the back, which makes, uh, which is a silver shamrock logo, and that's the main core thing that makes you vomit out bugs and snakes and and die, um, which has a microchip in it. So he, as the, as the um the recordings going, the main one where all the kids are going to explode, um, he throws a billion of these discs down into the factory, which all it, react to the sound of the. Of the what 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 of the of the yeah. of the um going and um he kill everyone who is a who is anything to you know who is a robot for some reason I don't yeah. know why it killed the robots but it did but at this point we the girl who he's with has already been captured and he's freed her and she has already been turned into a robot at that time hasn't she Yeah, she becomes she's basically a, a robot. She should have died in that point then. Yeah, <laughs> she, is, she is dead. As my assumption is, she is dead, and they've turned her into a robot. And then he fights her in the car. 
Yeah, and that's a great scene. She rips her arm off and her arm attacks him, then rips her head off, and then her headless, armless body attacks him. It keeps going, and I'm like, this is great. And, yeah. <laughs> and then it ends with what may be the best scene ever, like in, in horror history. It's him on the phone. He runs to a service station. He gets on the phone because the recording is still being sent out, so all the kids in the world who have bought these Halloween masks, and these masks are super popular, so every kid wants them. They're like, the you know, the latest, like, you know, holiday, like, craze. The millions of kids are watching this show. They're about, even though he kind of stops it, it doesn't stop it for one channel or something or a couple of channels. So he rings up the he rings up the the, uh, the TV station and goes, turn it off, turn it off, for God's sake. And they do. But then um, there's still one station that is still playing it at the end. And it's just showing it the what 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 going with him just blatantly yell, yelling over this this jingle going turn it off turn it off and then it just cuts to black and credits and I'm like that's the best horror ending ever and there's also kids in the scene watching it which makes it amazing so he's gonna sit there and watch these kids heads explode oh man what a scene yeah. So, okay, so a fun thing about this um, was that the ending was originally going to be different. So um, there is a novelization of the film. Ooh. And the end of the novelization, it basically states that he did not, su- not succeed and, you know, the, the world cried out with the screams of a million children. Um, so <laughs> I, I know. Well, like, that's what oh, happened. That- yeah, so this the this ending is very sort of ambiguous. You can walk away going, "No, he did it. They they won. It's great." Or you can walk away going, "They fucking killed them kids. Those kids are dead." No, but they must have killed it unless it was in the next second it went off. They were all dead because yeah. I as soon as it goes to this like hallucinogenic like screen, there's this like pumpkin that's flashing lights, like which which is you know mm. subliminal, you know, advertising scare that it was back in like the eighties. Remember everyone thought about subliminal advertising was there and everything? Um oh, sure. which this is a massive commentary on, I assuming. Like it's just a commentary for subliminal advertising and consumerism and how like uh, the companies don't have our best interests in hand and stuff like that. Even at at the, the, the stake of killing our children to sell product and weird stuff like that. Um Yeah, definitely. Well the original uh, end credits were meant to be just as the whole credits rolled. It was just nothing but screams. Oof. But then they sort of deemed that to be too dark, and they but took it child out. screams as well. Yeah, yeah, just child screams, like you know. As in, the, they're all dead. They're all dead. But they, you know, people came back and went, "You can't do that. That's no. That's that's much. That's a bit too much." Tom Atkins, that's too much. That's too much. Too much. Are you, and you were saying as well that in the new remake of the Halloween of Halloween. The most recent yeah. one. There's a, a homage where some kids are wearing the silver shamrock masks. I know. I was like, I, you know, I was, did that little take in the cinema, and I'm like, oh Dub- my god, and I'm like take. sitting there, hit, hitting there, going, look, what is, what are you talking about? That's the masks from Halloween three. Yeah, okay, whatever. You're a weirdo. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I love the cover of this film as well, like the the red one with the mask in the background and the three kids walking on Halloween, but they've been they've been elongated and stretched upwards to make them look like thinner than they are. Walk just walking along like with in, with the uh, the sun the sunset happening. It's just it's just a yeah, great looking a cover. cover. I also liked as well um, Paul Marge who gets the laser to the face. Um, 
Oh, the lady, yeah. yeah. That, that scene was amazing. She's also, she was at the time Tom Atkins' wife. Oh, dear. But that scene, just the fucking, the gore in that, just yeah, how so- the, it was done. Like the face is kind of partially ripped out. Her eyes have bugged out and kind of melted a bit. I thought that was really like graphic for, yeah. you know. And what this, I, I So what it. we're talking about is a, a person, a lady uh, st- is, is looking at the mask and she's stuffing around with one of the, the death discs and it, for some reason it shoots a laser at her face because uh, she's stuffing yeah. around with it and it, yeah, it basically just obliterates the bottom half of her face and it shows it and it's just like, oh, it's like, oh, Lone Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Savage. Yeah. So, all right. So let's um, move on. So that's that's all I got. That, oh, that was great. I loved it. The end. <laughs> what did you? What have you watched? Uh, so I went and revisited a film that I had watched as a kid. Uh, it's a film called Mikey. It was streaming on Tubi, which also, if none of you have Tubi, get on it. It's free to like. It's a free service, um, which does mean that there are the occasional ad, but you really don't notice. And I, so I remember watching this kid, this, sorry, this film when I was really young, Mm -hmm. uh, basically what it is, uh, Mikey just needs a good stable home. He's bounced from foster home to foster home his whole life. And he finally lands himself with a new and loving family, but their perfect little child is not what he appears to be. Basically, this is a killer kid film. Oh, um, Yes. So this film came out in 1992, directed by Dennis Dimster, who has basically done nothing at all since. Um, <laughs> this film is ridiculous, and I love it. I love every second of it. And even rewatching it now, I still loved it. Um, the first, the opening sequence of this this film is um, this kid playing with matches. And before we begin, it's also the kid from Family Ties. Um, I never really watched Family Ties when I was younger, but it's um, Brian Bosnell. Bonzel. Is he the young kid? He's like the child child in Family Ties um, who went on to be in bands. Apparently I should know who they are, but I have no idea who they are. Um, so he's just playing with matches. His mum comes in, tells him off, and he you know, basically blames his little sister. He's like, well, she told me to do it. He gets punished and, you know, the mum goes off and has a bath because that's what you do when you have children in the house. You go off and have a bath, leave them unattended, and he basically takes this kid's doll, runs outside, throws it in the pool, and she falls in the pool and drowns. Then he goes and throws a hairdryer in the bathtub with his mum, waits for his dad to come home, kills him. Why why, why is he doing this? Because he's just angry. We have no idea. He's a nine-year-old kid. Um, so this is the, the opening scene of the film. Is it just, a, just, is just him like killing God, John Wayne Gacy, the child? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So he kills his family um, and then, of course, it you know, the, the authorities come and take him away. Uh, it's basically like a prowler's gotten into the house and killed the whole family and he's the only survivor because he was hiding somewhere. So no one suspects his child, which is super frustrating because this kid is evil. He's oh, the kind of kid that you can He's the face. kid from Blank Check. <laughs> Can't say I've ever seen that. It's the kid. Do you remember that movie where the kid finds a blank check and he just writes it for like a billions of dollars and he gets the money? It's just a, a spending spree film. <laughs> no. Oh, man. That was a great film. I loved it. All right. That'll be our next movie night. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that good. So now he goes off to live with this new family. 
Um, they're very loving people. Um, his, his new teacher is like his mum's best friend. His new teacher is also played by Ashley Lawrence, who you would know as Kirsty from Hellraiser. Oh. Yes. Nice. Um, so he's, you know, he's settling in okay. He's hanging out with the neighbor kid who is the turkey kid from Jurassic Park. You know, that kid that's like, that's not very scary. It's more like a six-foot turkey. Yeah, yeah, like with um, the claw kid. Who, like, grew up a lot within a year because this was 92, Jurassic Park was 93, and he's, like, grown. So yeah, right. that was a bit weird. Um, And then he meets the next-door neighbor, the sister, who is played by Josie Bissett, and mm-hmm. I had a huge crush on her uh, when she was in this film. So... He kind of has this massive crush on her and it starts to get a little bit weird. And then, you know, people around this this family and that family, they all start to sort of disappear and <laughs> die in what's pretty the, horrific what's, ways. Yeah, what's the gore like? It's pretty, I wouldn't say it's overly gory, Is but it? There, it has a really good body count. So there's like, for this small child to be killing people, it has an eight-person body count. And a cat. Oh, God. That's nine people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so nine things. Wow. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot to, like, get in in an hour and a half, like, especially kids. They must have just, like, they must, did they lay it on thick that he's evil straight from the start and then it's going to killing? Yeah, pretty much. And, like, for some reason this kid has a camcorder, which nobody finds that he has this camcorder after the first family death. Uh-oh. And they don't. So then he's like sitting there watching this film and he's watching the film of the first family that he's murdered and his dad's like, what are you watching there, son? He's like, just a horror movie. Oh, wow. No idea that this is a home med- home movie. Yeah, right. And yeah. So there's so many questions that aren't really answered with this. It's it's not the kind of film that you could sit down and it's got a lot of plot holes. So, you know, yeah, it's, right. it's, not, it's not the greatest film, but I love it. Uh, it was really good when I was a kid, and then rewatching it just now has sort of made it a lot better. That's just like then, a, a more of a nostalgia hit for you, but you wouldn't recommend it to someone watching it new. No, I recommend watching it. Give it a go. I want to see opinions because it's not the best, but it's not the worst. And then, of course, The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood came out a year later, which is a superior film. But is it basically the same one, film? Uh, sort of. Um, Macaulay Culkin just plays this really evil kid. Doesn't really kill anyone yet, but it gets to that point. So the whole film is just like this crazy thriller where Elijah Wood comes to live with them because I think his mum dies or something. And they're playing together the same age. And Macaulay Culkin does all this horrible stuff and basically blames Elijah Wood. Yeah. So it's that's a really good film. I, I recommend everyone checks that one out. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that one. So, that's a goodie. Yeah, that's a great one. So, All yeah, right. I recommend giving it a go. It's on Tubi and it's free. Excellent. Okay, so my second film that I watched this week was Fright Night. Fright Night. Um, have you seen Fright Night, Jen? I know I have, but it would have been a long time ago. Yeah, it's same with me. Like, I counted this as like when I, I in my letterbox, I put it as like first time watched because I know I've seen it, but man. Did I not remember anything? I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. couldn't remember any scene. Even when I watched it, it was like watching it for the first time. So I just went, yeah, um, this is a new a new film to me. So for those who haven't seen it, basically it's it's a vampire film. 
Um, it's about a kid who uh, new neighbors move into his house and he sees, like, you know, through the window. Uh, the kid's name's Charlie. He sees uh, uh, the guy in the house, a new guy. Oh, first, he sees them loading a coffin into the basement. And then he sees the main guy, uh, the guy, the owner of the house, kill a lady, a vampire style, like bite her neck. But he himself is a massive vampire movie fan. So he watches, you know, those like, um, <coughs> excuse me. Those um, those those late night American ones that have a host like Elvira and stuff. You know what are they called? Oh, those, yeah. those kind of shows. They have a like name. Horror like, hosts. Oh, um, yeah, Jobo. It's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah. But anyhow, the the one in this one is Peter Vincent Vampire Killer, which I assume is a play on uh, Vincent Price. And is there a Peter one? I want to say yes. I think but... there is. Yeah, but I just don't know that one. And so he's obsessed with that that. That guy, so no one, obviously no one believes him. And um, he, has a, he has a girlfriend named Amy and he has a friend and the kid's name is Evil. Um, that, and he's like the weird, wacky character that talks like, Yo, Brewster, what's up? And like, uh, <laughs> so the vampire realizes that Charlie has seen him. And so he kind of, got, and it's, it's the vampire and the vampire has like, uh, is it a familiar, like a person that looks after him in the day? Is that what they're called yeah. or something like that? Yeah. And another dude, they've moved him next door. And so the whole film is basically um, uh, Charlie trying to convince people that his neighbor is a vampire whilst, um, you know, protecting everyone because they don't believe him and doing this dance with the vampire guy, which is really weird because the vampire guy just kills people really easy. But for some reason, he just never kills Charlie. Like he does, and but then he he his he kind of goes down into the same like um, uh, way of thinking as a kid. The vampire, so like he does stuff like crank calls Charlie instead of killing him, <laughs> and like he goes into Charlie's room and starts attacking him, like strangling him. But then Charlie's mum yells out like, "Hey, what's that noise?" And the vampire, who is an adult man, um, mm-hmm. suddenly gets scared that he's going to get busted by Charlie's mum and bails. And I'm like, why would he care? <laughs> like, he kills people. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's really weird. Um, yeah, we, And then they go to, like, a nightclub. Um, so, yeah, they, they, this is all happening. And then uh, so he goes to Peter Vincent, the, the TV guy, and convinces him to help him, even though this guy is just a TV host. He doesn't really kill vampires. But, of course, you know, he, he has to step up his, you know, step up to the, the challenge and all this stuff like that. And... And Peter Vincent, whoever that actor is, he was he was great. He actually seemed like one of those like uh, late night uh, horror TV host dudes. It was awesome. They it was the- Ruddy McDowell. Oh, yes, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just for the whole film, like the vampire has so many opportunities to 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 solve this problem and just kill Charlie and his family, but he just doesn't do it. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, he does change the kid evil into a vampire and that is rad this kid looks awesome as a vampire and then he changes into a wolf um and attacks like peter vincent and he gets stabbed and there's a like uh, uh, in that with a wooden stake as a wolf and it has this amazing transformation scene where he changes back really slowly into a human and it's mm. really horrible cuz it's like whimpering dog sounds and crying child sounds kind of and then he's like He's just sitting there as a human naked, like dying slowly. And Peter Vince is just on the ground in shock looking at him. And it's this horribly long 
sad scene of this kid dying. And, like, mm. and it, it really goes into it earlier on. The vampire really points out that this kid doesn't have any friends because he's different. He's, like, got bad family life, and that's why he's, like, a weird kind of kid and all this stuff. And then, like, when him dying is just such a sad scene. I was like, oh, that's heavy. Like, yeah, and it was just, it was just a, a crazy scene that I wasn't expecting, which I thought was, like, really good. Yeah. But then there's, like, <laughs> there's a really amazing scene where they kill the vampire's familiar who, for some reason, is, like, he's got superpowers as well. Um, he doesn't really explain it, but he's, like, you know, you can shoot him in the head and he doesn't die kind of thing. But they eventually yeah. kill him by, like, shooting him a thousand times and then... I can't remember how they kill him, but he he melts, and it's this amazing like scene of his body melting, like showing the hands melting, you know, with all goo coming out, and then also sand and blobs and goo and gush, and it's fully like in um like Evil Dead, you with the Sam Raimi vibe of you know just the goo coming out everywhere, and just they just go yeah. to town on this thing, like they just keep going, and he goes all the way down to a skeleton, and then he falls down, and the skeleton explodes into bits, and it was a great scene. I was like, that's cool. If if you don't want to watch the whole film, just watch just the watch just watch these scenes on YouTube, and then eventually, sure. like Amy gets turned into a vampire as well, and it has this amazing scene where she's like hiding her face, and then she turns around to um you know she's crying into her face, and she turns around and she's got this gigantic mouth like like those um you know like those uh uh rat fink you know that those, those drawings. Oh, I- Oh, I know Ratfink, yes. Yeah, like that, the, the gigantic mouth with the rows and rows of teeth. And it actually moves and, and she's got that for ages. And it's this terrifying mouth and it's so good. And then, <laughs> they, of course, they fight the vampire and they beat him and they, like, you know, pin him against a wall. And then they, uh, they you know, smash the house because he, he's, like, so preoccupied because he keeps fucking around like, not killing Charlie. Like, the sun comes up and doesn't realise it, and they just kind of shoot holes in the house. Like, exactly, you know, how they kill the vampires in uh, Dust Till Dawn. You know, they yeah. just, like, let the light in and he, he dies. But his death scene is amazing because he, he turns into a bat at the end, and that's wicked. And it's like this bat, yeah. they're wrestling this giant bat. He gets sunlight on him. He goes against the wall and, like, and, yeah, like, he starts melting and you see all the, like, you know, everything's melting and he's screaming and he's on fire and melting. And then he starts sparkling, like, sparklers are inside of him. And I was like, <laughs> sparklers, this is amazing. <laughs> Why not? And then he, like, That's- you know, it just goes to town. Like, he, he basically, all the deaths in it, they, there is only, like, three main kills in it, as in, like, the vampires don't kill anyone no no one dies apart from some people at the start that you know they don't show or they just reference yeah so everyone that gets turned into a vampire kind of oh except for except for evil <laughs> he gets stabbed um and then yeah and and but all the three de- the the deaths of like evil and the death of the familiar and the death of like the main vampire are great like they've just gone to town on the effects they go for ages and they go all the way to the end you know what i mean they show you everything to the point yeah. where they don't exist anymore. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, oh, that was rad. Very, very cool film. I haven't watched any of the other ones, but I, um, yeah, the, the the practical effects in this film were like something else. I'm 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 sure it's done by like super famous people. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the characters were okay. It's just a teen kid, like you know, trying to convince like people that everyone. There, yeah. there is a pretty good scene in a dance club as well. Where the vampire puts a glamour on the, um, the Amy, the girlfriend, and they have this like sexy dance scene in this nightclub, and you know to the full eighties, like to the eighties film music, 
What is that? No, yeah. Nineteen eighty-five. So yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. I love the the cover for this as well. It's just such a really cool design picture as well. Well, that like, that was one of the VHS covers you always remembered in. in well, the shop. that's that's Amy. That's her. That's her mouth at the end. Yeah. yeah. The, the girl yeah. coming over the top of the house. Um, so good. Which um, I because I, I saw it in, uh, in the making of it. They were saying like that. They that was just a last minute thing they put in, like her mouth, like yeah. uh, they had a hiding like that, and they had an opportunity to do a scare. And he said to the uh, the like you know the effects dude, dude, just go to town on her mouth, like make it scary. And he just did this horrifically giant mouth, and it looks great. Like there's no explanation of why they change or anything like that, but who cares? You don't need just it. Just go with it. Just go. Just go it, ham on that shit. It's so strange that the amount of these films that like that we're starting to rewatch and talk about. And it's crazy because, like, like, I know that I've seen a lot of these films, but I've never revisit, revisited half of them. So all of my, like, yeah, I've totally watched this film. Yeah, I watched it, like, 25 years ago. Exactly. And I don't remember shit about this. Well, I'm also noticing as well, there's nothing. I know this is going to be, oh, putting on my old man pants and shit. But, like, <laughs> there, are no, the there are no films that have this kind of tone of a lot of the films we're watching. But this was still a fun film, you know what I mean? It was a horror, it had the gore, but it was still a fun film that you could, it's basically like a a slumber party film that you watch, like, you know, with like, you know, all the girls would watch, all the girls could watch at a slumber party, all the dudes could watch like with beer and pizza, like, and there's not, like horror either goes heavy horror or just like, yeah, I mean, there's stuff like Cabin in the Woods, which are the exception, but there's... Do you know what I mean? There was a whole genre of just these, they're not comedy finding, horror, but they're like teen horror or something. Aren't yeah, they? it's like baby's first horror. Um, but I'm finding like there's a theme with a lot of these uh, horror films that are released in 1985 because like Fright Night, for instance, is the way that you're describing it is that it's kind of like an introduction, sorry, an introduction to horror. Uh, House, also released in 1985. Again, very little like murdering. It's heavy on practical effects. It's still a fun film, and it seems like an introduction to horror kind of film. Yeah, no one dies uh, in House. No, and I like, think, but it's still got all the monsters. <laughs> yeah, so I think even Monster Squad was—I want to say Monster Squad was eighty-five, and again, same type of films. So maybe there was like this whole thing happening at the time, so they couldn't quite do these films the way they were being done before. So like. Were they, were they all being banned? Well, there was just like a massive divide between slashes and horror films. They were like actually quite different. Where slashes yeah. were kill counts of the good people, where horror films were kind of like how many monsters and how do you take out the monsters and the go- the kills were of the bad monsters. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the things that you you wanted to see. You wanted to see like like in house, Big Ben blowing up and the closet monster getting his just desserts, even though he never did. Or like the lady, the, the lady with the, the, the horrible witch lady with the shotgun gets chopped up and, you know, and I, even Evil Dead's the same. I mean, they, they turn into the monsters, but in the end it's just about how much he how much damage he can put on the deadites, you know what I mean? It's not about him yeah. getting hurt. Unless well, it's that's tra- right. Uh, or it's not about the kill count of like, oh, look, the, the person died. You don't care until they turn into the deadite and then it's all about them getting killed as the monster. It's like the, it's, uh, the focus is on the monsters getting killed in horror films, but Slashes is more on the victims getting killed. Mm. Or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> some, something like that. Yeah, I just end but all yeah. my sentences or some shit because then I can't be <laughs> caught up on it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, that's how you view a lot of these films and who no fucking person in the world can tell you that you're wrong because that's how you view it. 
I don't think there's a right and wrong answer when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like art is subversive. Exactly. Um, you know, a lot of the horror community and a lot of fandoms in general do have very strong opinions and a, a lot of the time they're not really going to fight you on it. Hmm. Who cares? It's very subjective. Like, Don't fight anyone. It's like wine. No one actually knows what wine tastes like. Everyone's mouth is different, therefore everyone tastes something different. You can't talk about it. <laughs> it's true. I've had a $5 bottle of wine. It tastes all right. I've had a $700 bottle of wine. It tastes all right. I couldn't tell you the difference. One with wet, one with sand. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what, what was your other next film? All right, so I finally got a chance to check out Ready or Not. Uh, pretty excited because I it's one of these films that uh, so it came out last year. Uh, I've been meaning to get into it for basically since it hit the cinemas. I just never got around to it. Even a few months back, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to check this out. Sat down and after about 10 minutes, I actually had to like leave and do something. So <laughs> I didn't get to finish it. Um, so I was actually really excited that I was able to sit down and watch it and it did not disappoint me. Really? Let No, it was so much fun. So Samara Weaving is in it. And if any of you know who Samara Weaving is, she's like one of the big names at the moment. She does all of these like fun films. So you watched Guns Akimbo? Yep. She's the lady in it. She's the lady in that. She's also in the Netflix movie The Babysitter, which you should also check out if you haven't. That was a lot of fun. The Babysitter. Um. So this film is basically a bride's wedding night takes a sinister's turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. That's the basic synopsis of this film. So Samara Weaving marries into this family, like she's marrying the son of a family who are like this huge, uh, they're big board game people. Yeah. And they've had a whole sort of like lifetime of board games and this, that, and the other. So, are there going to be any spoilers in this? Because this is a very new movie. <laughs> um, no, I can do this spoiler, spoiler free. free. Cool, because then people will probably want to go see this one. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent, go watch it. Um, so the wedding night, um, the new whether you're the bride, you're the groom, you sit down with the family, you play a game. Yep. Um, so it comes out of this box that was, you know, handed down from great grandfather to grandfather to father to son that kind of thing. Um, and then the person who marries into the family like pulls a card and then that's the game you play. Yeah. So most people, I think a lot of the other family members, they're sitting there and they're talking about, okay, well, last year they, you know, one guy, he he pulled Jim Rummy. He's like, what the fuck is Jim Rummy? I played that. That's Jumanji. Uh, another person. <laughs> Jumanji was great. Uh, someone else pulled checkers. So it's that kind of thing. But once every 30 years or it just so happened that 30 years ago someone pulled a game called hide and seek which we all know and it's unfortunate for this bride she pulls hide and seek so she basically has from midnight until dawn to stay hidden uh if she is found they're basically going to kill her god so it's like this this huge game of hide and seek but they're going to kill you so the, all these family members and they're all just like a you know, this misfit family that it's very broken, very, you know, dysfunctional. Um, you know, Andy McDowell's the mother. She does a great job in this film. Adam Brody, which, uh, I mean, he was in the OC. He's in it. It's just, it was so much fun and it was funny. So the deaths and a lot of people die in this. Um, does this show, a lot of the, so does it return on them and she starts like 
taking them out. Yeah, and it's but it's all by accident. So a lot of things that are happening. So the one of the, like the daughter of the family is this massive like cokehead. So she just like walks into a room, sees someone screams and like shoots a gun. It just so happens that it's a maid. And she's on the floor like drowning in a pool of her blood and she's like you'll be alright. It it it's it's fine. You'll be fine. No. So it, they just try and make it humorous and not just such a bloodbath of a film. And as the film progresses, like, you know, Samara Weaving's character just gets fucked up so much. She endures so much throughout this film. And then it sort of leads into the end where there is a huge resolve and shit happens and it's fucking hilarious. And Man, I'm watching, this, I'm watching the trailer. Don't watch the trailer. Hey, it's showing everything. I'm just going to stop watching it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it looks great. Like the 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 quality of the film yeah. looks shockingly good. So the aunt in it is hilarious. Just just her in general. She doesn't do anything overly exciting. There's a couple of scenes where she's just it's just really funny. Like what she's doing, she's not meaning to. But I really wanted her to be Julie Walters for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but she's just hilarious in general. And I just I just really want everyone to go watch this film. Check it out. It's fantastic. And also the directors, uh, Matt Bettinelli and Tyler Gillett, they're doing Scream 5. So oh. after watching this, I'm like. You're like, damn, oh, you? I'm on. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you had me at Scream 5. Please. They're going to do such a good job with Scream 5. That's good. That's so good. I'm very excited. So I, I definitely recommend if you haven't had a chance to check out Ready or Not, do yourself a favor, go check it out. That's rad. Okay, now we have to do our homework. Yes, every week Jen- Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch as homework and then we review it together the following week. But this week also we watched it together. <laughs> we, we did. We hung out. It was good. Um, so this week we watched The Relic, uh, which came out on Friday. Let's just put Relic. Oh, is it? Yeah, the relic was a ninety-seven. Film. Oh yeah, well, sure. So it's just called Relic, and it's uh, it's directed by Natalie Erica James. So we're not going to do spoilers of this, obviously, because it is a very um new film. Yeah, uh, it came out on the tenth, so it's only three days old. Yeah, so the basic story, the light version of the story, is a a mother and a daughter um go to uh their grandmother's or, or their mother's and grandmother's house. So you know, a third, the third generation um, house, and she's not there, and they can't find her, and so they call the police, and then um, she eventually turns up, and she's kind of got like Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is that the right word? And then uh, yeah, dementia kind of thing, and you know she's forgetting things, and she's turning, she's very moody and stuff like that, and um, and. Yeah, and it goes from there and, it, you know, where was she kind of thing. Um, this is a horror film, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. As, as well as being a massive commentary on all those kind of things. Um, the first thing I noticed about it is, we all noticed about it, it is very dark, as in darkly yeah. filmed, as in black. There is, there, is no, there is no gray tone in this film, basically. It is just like, if that's in shadow, it is black. And we actually found that we had to turn our brightness of our television up to the highest to watch, to see a lot of the stuff, which is kind of a it, faux pas. 
Like, yeah, it took me out of the film a little bit just because, and I mean, I don't have the best eyesight anyway. Uh, neither do you. No. Um, <laughs> so I think <laughs> for that to be like that, it it was it did take me out of it a little bit. It was very, very dark. Yeah, so instead of enjoying a shot, you were like you were squinting and trying to work out what you were seeing a lot of the time. Yeah. So you could just see, you know, a bit of movement. Am I am I is that a person and stuff like that. So that's one thing I noticed. Um the other thing I noticed is the daughter's voice was lower than the mother's voice, as in deeper. And I found it really <laughs> weird to watch. Um you, you did comment on that a few times. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. They had a bit where they were kind of all talking and then someone spoke that was off camera and it just sounded like Hey, how you going? And it was like, oh, that's the daughter, <laughs> like the young daughter. And then the mum is played, played by Brittle Bones. <laughs> yes, from 30 Rocks. So uh, Emily Mortimer is the mum. Uh, Bella Heathcote is the daughter. And then Robin Nevin is the mother, well, the grandmother. Hmm. Um, I, I'm generally not a fan of Emily Mortimer. I, there's something about her that I just don't like. But in saying that, I think everyone in this movie gave such a great performance. Yeah. Like it was just you you could t- see all the emotion from all of these characters and you could just sort of watch this very slight deterioration from the grandmother as well, just very casual sort of as each shot rolls on she's sort of starting to get a little bit more frail and creepy. Yeah. I mean, the film was a very, uh, it has a very, very, very small cast. Like, I reckon there's like yeah. six people in the film, and like one of them is a doctor, one of them is yeah. like a shot of the husband, and maybe, oh, no, no, it has their neighbors as well. So, probably about seven people are in the film, yeah. um, which is always great with horror films. Small casts can always make something really, really good because, uh, you know, they can concentrate 100% on developing characters because there's not many of them. Yeah. Um, but so, but I, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed it. We didn't like it at first, but then we had to. It's one of those thinkers. It's a thinker yeah. film. Like you sit on it and you're like, I didn't like that. And then you're like, but then you start talking about it with someone and then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look into it a bit more and you realize maybe I took it too much for face value. It, um, it has some really cool vibes to it. There's some very Silent Hill vibes in it. There is, um, mm-hmm. some, uh, my favorite thing in films is some gravity changes. Um, yes, which is my favorite in everything they did in you know Doctor Sleep that you know when someone walks through a wall, a door or whatever and then suddenly it's you know that that's suddenly down instead of up and like you know they mm. they and their body moves to that kind of thing I thought that was really cool um, and then it has and then it ends and we're not going to talk about the ending but <laughs> no we won't um, I feel that the hype train was just really out the station for this film and upon watching it I was a little bit let down. Um, I originally only gave it two and a half stars. Um, but again, like, as you say, I, you know, I had, I thought about it a lot and I sort of, the more I thought about it and the more I sort of, um, just looked deeper and deeper into the characters and the house in which it's set, I, it just sort of like clicked a little bit and a few things changed for me and like I've bumped it up to three stars now because um, I, I just think it's the kind of film that you could definitely, like if you're sitting with someone and you've watched it, you're just going to start thinking, you're going to start talking, you're going to come up with your theories. And, again, it's it's subversive. It's very um, open. How, yeah. Yeah, how you want to walk away with it is is how you're going to walk away with it. 
and it, it's it's not going to be wrong. Don't expect the old lady from Poltergeist to come in and go, this is what's happening. No one does that. <laughs> she should because she should be in everything. Yeah, that's true. Um, it would have been great to have her come in. Um, I do feel that there was a little, they needed, sorry. What is it? Let's start talking in tongues. Uh, there needed to be a little bit more explanation, I think. So um, I feel that they touched on a few things that seem to be of importance to the film. Yeah, they'll never brought up again. They didn't really continue with that. It was like they were trying to create like points of interest that you can create your own uh, story out of if, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Except yeah. coming from a uh, – yeah, but because it was so dark as well, you're sitting mm. there, like, looking at the darkness and then you suddenly realise, like, hang on, I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, so I think the darkness may have taken a lot – like, we, we, it's a small thing, but, like, yeah. we may have – it may have taken a lot out of the film because we were just, like, not concentrating on the story then because you're just looking at it, trying to work out what's going on. Um, I felt yeah. like it had like six key points, you know, times that it said like it went to like, you know, this is that, this is that, this is that, make the story up around that. But like I think I only got like two of them out of the six, eh? <laughs> yeah. I and, yeah. And the yeah. and the ending generally made me feel terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. I I think if I'd have watched that by myself, oh, I man. probably there would have been some some tears. Um but yeah, like obviously we don't really want to talk too much about it, which kind of sucks being that this is a, a horror movie uh, podcast, but I do recommend checking this film out and maybe it's the kind of film that we can revisit in another episode and just say, okay, you've all had this long to watch it, let's watch it. Yeah, what do let's you think? Let's talk about it more. Because you, yeah. went, you went a little bit deeper, so you've, you've actually looked into what some of the stuff was. And when you explained it to me, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that was cool. But there was I would have never gotten to that my it, on my own do you know what i mean where yeah. where it's kind of that thing where people like let's say like uh when you go to an art exhibition and then people you enjoy the painting more when the artist talks about how they they got to that point and that's kind of what yeah. the film needs you really need the director there saying something to you like going so this is my inspiration for this you know you need that almost before you start or yeah. immediately immediately really at the end yeah, this would be a great Q&A movie. So, like, you go watch the movie and then the director comes out and you have a chat with them about it. I think that would be really good. So that's the same thing that happened with The Babadook. And a lot of people are sort of uh, comparing this to Hereditary. It's like Hereditary meets The Babadook. Yeah, or it and is an Australian film, isn't it, as well? It is. It's set in, like, yeah, they're always talking about Melbourne. They're just outside of Melbourne or somewhere, yeah. wherever they so, are. Um, the Babadook was another another one of those films where I walked out of it going, yeah, good, but... No, I really. loved that. I loved it the moment I saw it. Like, oh, don't get me wrong. Like, it was good, but I walked away, and it wasn't until, like, later that I was, again, I was just sitting and thinking about it, and then I was like, that was fucking great. That was a great film. Yeah, heaps good film. Um, so I think this is this is going to be one of those slow burn films that become more appreciated but I oh. think the hype train is definitely big because it's pretty much one of the only, like, there's there's so few movies coming out at the moment that we're just thirsty for anything. Yeah. Do you reckon it's like a bit of a curry? Like, you know, it's better the next day? Definitely. <laughs> the curry <yes>. film. <laughs> I love it. Curry, curry film. Yeah. Um, she actually even, like, the lady kind of looks like the mother of the daughter, which is always nice, except for the daughter's voice is lower than hers. But... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, well, they all did. They did a very good job with casting. So there is, and I think that works very well, especially when it comes to the end of the film. Yeah, again, yeah. You know. Right. Um. So yeah, I just give it a watch. I would love to hear what everyone has to think about this film or has to say. Again, if you do comment on any of our social media about it, please don't put spoilers in there. Or write spoiler and then yeah, and then, and then go all the way privately. down. Yeah, what? Message us privately and talk to us about it. Yeah, send an email. Yeah, yeah. Or, what was it? Terrorvisionpod at gmail dot com. Yeah. An email or a, or email. a fax Facebook. or a carrier pigeon. Yeah, carrier pigeon it. Shit, yeah. Why not? Yeah, right. Yep. So that's it. Like, well, yeah, because yeah. it's one of those hard ones. We can't really bang on about it very much. Yeah, that's um, pretty much all we can say for yeah, now. Yeah, because you just don't, um, you just really don't want to like um, spoil it. I know. If I start talking about it, I will get deep into it. I'll ruin it for everyone, and that'll be that. All right, let's go to. Let, I suppose let's just go to horror news. That's right. We're going to take you on your ride. Some of you may not survive. Welcome to horror news. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna somehow put that into a werewolf call. <laughs> Can you please? Yeah, I still haven't. I still haven't found my footing for the horror news intro, but at least it's got. That's fine. We'll get um, that. It's fine. So, what is a uh, news article number one? Oh, my lordy, Michael Bay. Oh, what a guy! Uh, <laughs> makes quality films. That guy, not a scumbag at all. Uh, Michael Bay is moving forward with a pandemic horror film. Why not? Why not? But why? Why? It's, and it's a, it's a found footage pandemic horror film as well. Yeah. <laughs> called Songbird. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Uh, it is, yes. It's called Songbird and it is um, the pandemic thriller takes place two years in the future. Uh, the pandemic has not gone away. Lockdowns have been rolled back and then reinstated and it becomes even more serious as the virus mutates. Uh-oh. Uh, you know what, though? You know what a virus calls for? The military to get involved. And you know what that calls for? A helicopter. And you know what that calls for? A slow motion shot of a helicopter, <laughs> which Exploding. I'm pretty sure he can do. <laughs> it's just, I, I mean, I'm really surprised here. So <laughs> just looking at the – so Demi Moore is in it. Um, huh. Craig Robinson is in it. Paul Walter, Bradley Whitford, people I don't know. I only know Demi Moore and Craig Robinson. Um, yeah, well, there's there's no Mark Wahlberg, no Mark Wahlberg, no no um, Me- Megan Fox, no no Megan Fox. I think they had a falling out. Oh really? Actually, there was a whole thing about that, which was actually quite sad. To um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, neither do I. Michael Bay's yeah. getting old now. He's looking a bit leathery. Been out in the sun too yeah. long. Been a, 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 well, it's all those explosions. It is. It's all the explosions all he those... has to film and look at. This guy, you know, drying out his face. He needs to moisturize more. Come on, Bay. Come on, Michael. So, what do you think, Dan? Do you think Michael Bay is going to be able to do a found footage horror properly? It, no. Uh, or maybe, like, if you'd ask me, like, could JJ uh, Abrams do a found footage film? Like before he made Cloverfield, I would have gone, mm, well, I don't know, probably not, but like Cloverfield is one of my favourite found footage films of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Found footage films, what do you think of them? First up, Blair oh, Witch. I love the found footage. Yeah. I love Blair Witch. Blair Witch, Chronicle, 
It's going to name a couple. <laughs> uh, what are some other ones? Uh, was, when I just said, I've just, just, oh, Cloverfield. What is yeah, paranormal activity. I didn't really get into that. I thought that wasn't a bit, bit here or there. Paranormal activity? Personally. Yeah. yeah it I wasn't as think, good as everyone talked about. I've only seen the first two, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, they, they weren't my thing. I was just like, mm, mm, it's not my thing. Mm, mm, and they're not yeah. traditionally all found footage, are they? Really, like the no. paranormal activity. There's a bit of acting Not in there. Really. Well, yeah, the found yeah. footage just has to be spliced together, and like that's why I loved. Yeah. Um, I loved uh, Cloverfield how it used the idea of the camera as a way of storytelling. So you know, like the old video cameras which they were using, when you used mm-hmm. to like, um, there were bits in the movie where the person goes, "Oh my god, did you get that? Let me see," and then it stops mm-hmm. for a second, and then it cuts back to what was on the tape before. Because they've obviously rewound it and tried to start from the spot they were, but missed the missed yeah. the spot. And they told the backstory of the characters through the footage that they were taping over that it, it leaked through. And I'm like, that's genius. That's like, yeah, super genius. I love that. Um, yeah. And that, I mean, JJ Abrams, he really shone in that film. Like, oh man, that was such a good film. Um, and and then Chronicle was really good as well. Basically, the 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 live action Akira film. Um, what they will get and a superpower film and yeah, about a bunch of kids who, you know, they get, they, they find this media and they get superpowers and they just film themselves like it happening. Of course, one of them goes bad and goes all bright burn on them. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, bright burn. Such a good film. And then Blair Witch, which is like the, 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 the monster, the one that started it all, the, the visionary and everyone knows like it's, it's hardest to create something first than it is to like emulate it. So yeah, well, I mean, because we hadn't really seen found footage since, like, the 70s with, you know, Cannibal Holocaust, and that even then a lot of that wasn't That was more completely... mockumentary, though. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it falls under the mockumentary found footage kind of thing, but Blair Witch really just, like, just kicked it in the dick for Oh, for didn't found, it? Found kicked it in the dick that, for, that for six. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great film. Even like I just casually put it on every so often and just love to give it a rewatch because it's just so good. Yeah, it's um... Blair Witch Man. Good. I mean, I, yes, I've still, I still never really looked into it hard at Blair Witch to know what was actually going on. Like, did they oh, ever man. explain on any of the other ones like why the people are facing the walls and shit, like and not looking at them? I think they do. It was well because they say that the witch used to like take two kids and she would have one facing the wall while the other one was being like murdered or sacrificed or whatever. Oh, so there was always make, like, that would make sense of why the person's facing the wall. And that's where it ends with her getting killed. Cause that's, that's that, right. That... <laughs> yeah. But man, I was obsessed with that. So that what came out in 99. So I would have been like 13 or 14 at the time. And I was obsessed with it. Like I had the soundtrack on CD, which I probably still have somewhere. They released books at the time. I had the books. I probably still have that somewhere. Uh, I like really got into that film. Yeah, so good. Such a good vibe. Yeah. And then there's the video game. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet. I've I've got it sitting there just waiting to go. But didn't you I, watch you know... me stream it? Did I watch you stream it? I think you did. Um, it's it's good. It's just like yeah. after a while, once you, it's like all horror video games. Once you suss out the mechanics of the game and know what can kill you and what can't kill you at what times. Yeah. It kind of takes the scariness away from it. Do you know what I mean? Like once you work out, yeah, like you're just like, well, yeah. I can't die here, or that monster won't attack me now until you know this time or that. Like horror games are hard, man, because uh, you have to keep changing them up. Like Resident yeah. Evil Seven. <laughs> like oh, that was good. 
Well, yeah, because I mean, I I didn't want to jump into it because I had, at that point I was playing like Doom Eternal, Eternal, and I jumped straight from that into Resident Evil Three, and I got ten minutes into it because it was just completely different vibe, and I wasn't willing to go get slower for it. I needed, well, it, it's a walk'em up, right? Yeah, I, actually, I needed something. I needed to be at the level of Doom Eternal at that time. Like you needed to have like Blair witches with shotguns and stuff. Yeah, video games on crack, basically. Oh, Doom Eternal is my game of the year. Uh, Doom Eternal is the best, but then I was playing Manita a lot, and I kind of think Manita just just is, tips it over. Is that your bit. game of the year? I think so. And then with Doom Eternal just slithering in, like they're pretty much touching. That's true. At That's this true. point, both we great. Sh- we should mention as well. Like, it's not in your news, but we should talk about the Halloween Kills trailer that dropped. Oh, don't yes. you think? <laughs> oh my lord! I was so excited. It, uh, such it, a shocking yeah. trailer! It's, it's awesome. <laughs> just. Well, I mean, it great. It's great. It's a it's a fantastic teaser. I think it was a good choice for them to show that instead of a full trailer. Because I mean, Blumhouse, um, Universal, and I mean everyone who's involved in making this film are just getting bombarded with where's the trailer? You promised us a trailer, and with everything happening at the moment, like of course they kept putting it putting it off and putting it off. Um, and I think this teaser. With the follow-up news of, well, it's not coming out until next year, guys. Sorry. It just, it. I didn't care. Okay, yep, it's been delayed another I mean, year. That's well, a year to perfect. We can talk about what it's about, like, because yeah. this is a teaser trailer. It's basically, it's seconds after the end of the first one of, um, yeah. of uh, Jamie Lee. Halloween. Halloween yep. 2000 and what was it? Nine? Uh, 18? No, no, no 20, 20, 2018 or 19. Don't know. Yeah, the latest one with Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, she helps him out. The end. Jason, like, there's a there's a, there's a moving kitchen ottoman, <laughs> or something. And then yeah. it, it, it cuts to them escaping, and then it shows the house burning because you know they've just burnt Jason. It. They're all wounded, and they, they cruise along. And then it, yeah, Michael's like, yes. Michael. And then you, <laughs> they see they see uh, fire engines going towards the house, and it's just Jamie Lee Curtis going, "Let it burn! Let it oh, burn!" And then Halloween oh. kills just, and that's it. Oh. And it's just yeah. like, I'm just like, oh my god, the emotion, the emotion oh. on their face, and they've still got all the wounds and stuff. They're like, you know, yeah. bleeding out, and they're in the back like a pickup truck that they escaped on because they didn't they hitch at the end. It's kind of hard for me to remember. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like. So what a powerful it's, it's, couple of seconds! I was just there like, is, oh, there's so much, and they keep saying that this mo- this next like Halloween Kills is going to be like a huge, just disgusting body count, and I I cannot wait. I, I cannot wait. I don't like the name. I it, it, Kills? it doesn't roll off the tongue for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, well, Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween ends. Yep, yep. Halloween end would be cool, like or something yeah. like that. But I don't know. Maybe just Halloween kill, not kills. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, it might be the last one that Halloween kills Michael Myers. Maybe, Halloween. but they won't because then they're going to want to do another bunch. Well, he clearly can come back <laughs> forever and ever and ever. But yes, I like. I cannot wait. So October fifteenth next year. Sure. They, if that gives them time, it's kind of like people, this for me is like everyone being excited for cyberpunk and everyone being upset about the delays of cyberpunk. Like, I don't care about that. But 
yeah, okay, you can delay Halloween another year, but I know that in that time it's going to be like perfected and just tweaked yeah. and changed just to make it so good. I'm a hundred percent down with with like lateness with stuff. Yeah, like, I don't understand why people care about release dates. Like, just get your gear when it's ready. Do you know what this trailer could have been? This teaser. This could have been film like shots that they filmed for the first one. Like, yeah. They might have had this as the ending and they thought, oh, and no, I cut that bit off. And then they go, oh, let's use that for the teaser for the new one. Because it, it looks, yeah. you know what I mean? It looks too yeah. accurate. Yeah, it's it's very well done. And I think that's that's what it comes down to. It, it was probably just like a, an end of credit clip yeah. leading into the, the next one that they just, it was on the cutting room floor. Gone all Marvel Studios with like the after the credits bit. Like, yeah. It's one of them. And then they're like, let's not do that. And then they was like, let's oh. still use it though because it's sick. Because we hide, <laughs> we hide all those fire trucks. <laughs> yeah, right. Want to use it? But, I'm uh, so excited though. Like, I cannot get over how. Like, I I know a lot of people that sort of went in and they didn't really like it. And I think for the few people that I did talk to who didn't like it, I just think it was that you know, we just I just want to be cool and dislike it because everyone else likes it. I mean, again, everyone's entitled to their opinion. If you didn't like the film because you didn't like the film, then so be it. Fair You're enough. wrong. You know. You're wrong? <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, um, we're wrong. So, yeah, yeah. So, move, moving moving back to the Michael, Michael Bay. The Michael Bay. Um, See, clearly he, we done, care more about Halloween. Ha, has he done horror before, Michael Bay? Can we think of any Michael Bay films that he's done that are horror? I don't think he has. Like, he's done a lot of music videos. Music um, videos? Yeah, like his whole 90s career was basically just movie videos, like video trailers. Um, And then it wasn't until I think later on in the like the the late 90s. So he did uh, 95. I think 95 was his big like his first film and that was uh, Bad Boys. And then 96 with The Rock um, and then 98 um, Armageddon, 2001 Pearl Harbor. 2003 bad boys 2 and then obviously there was like the island which was a bit of a nothing film and then bam 2007 transformers it's weird because like it's not on this um what's what was it called songbird or something yeah it's it's not on his it's not on his imdb page but robopocalypse is on there <laughs> what is that <laughs> I don't know, but I'm excited. <laughs> Robopocalypse. I just don't want to know anything more about it. Like yeah. that's that's it. That's all I need to know. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, well, his fir- yeah. his first basically his first directing was Armageddon in '98. Yeah, I don't. He, there's no bad boys here, so he he didn't direct bad boys. Yeah, he did. Director, bad boys. Oh yeah, I hadn't clicked it on. Ninety-five. I hadn't clicked on it yet. <laughs> yeah, Bad Boys. I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't gone read more. <laughs> oh, that's right. I made the Rock and stuff like that, didn't he? Yeah, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, Bad Boys Two, The Island. Why does Michael Bay get to keep on making movies? <laughs> How good is that song? I listened to it the other day, and I was like, "That's this is so good. Good on you. Good on your team, America." Well done. But it has, like, well, in that field, it comes in. It's, there's no relevance of it ever being in there, paying him out. Like, it just is in there. It's just like, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. No, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Like, I, I don't really enjoy his films very much, but that's that's just me. Yeah, none of yeah. them are horror, eh? No. 
What's Pain and Gain? Is that a horror film? No. no. I think it's got Mark Wahlberg in it and yeah. someone oh, else. Oh, I'll, I'll give him a chance. Like, I, But you know it's just going to have – Oh, he, he was the producer of Ouija, Origin of Evil. Mm, yeah, and that was a terrible film. He also produced The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, and The Amityville Horror. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. He's he's produced some good horror films. Well, he's 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 fronted up the money for them as a producer. Yeah. <laughs> he was the producer for Friday the thirteenth as well. The yeah, right. t- two thousand and nine version. It's probably just his studio or something that people work in. Yeah. Using but then his he kind of just he ruins it for everyone when he produced uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in two thousand and ten. Oof. Mm-hmm. And we've already gone over how we're gonna fix Nightmare on Elm Street, so that's good. We have. It's gonna be great. All right, let's move on to our uh, number two story. Mm. Well, it looks like uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina has been cancelled. Um, it will be ending with season four. Now, I'm not up to date with Sabrina. I've just watched, not sure what one season I'm up to because I just watched them all in one block kind of thing, you know, I, yeah. while I'm doing my art. Yeah. Uh, they fought the... Uh, they fought the the, the witch? No, what what were the people that came? Like the green man? I couldn't tell you. I, I watched the first season. I know I watched the second season where she fights the devil. Yeah, I've I've seen the third one as well. Um, I but I haven't watched the third. I think I got two episodes in and I just couldn't. Is that the cheerleading stuff you couldn't handle? It's just the whole, like, the whole thing, I just couldn't get into it. Like, you know, they were always, for some, now they were in a band, so they're doing that. And um, You should stick I with think, it because they, I think they, they lay that on thick at the start yeah. for a reason. Like, Yeah, it, I know there, that there's goes, like, oh, but, you know. I just, I, I mean, I was already struggling because, I mean, as much as um, I think the young girl who plays Sabrina was a spot-on choice. Oh yeah, she was absolutely fantastic. But her character, I just want to slap her. She's my least favorite character. Yeah, she does. It's kind of. You should watch though, the, I, the 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 the. I think she's fighting pagans, like people okay. with power. Like you know, they they worship yeah yeah witches kind of thing. Like they they worship the green man and the trees and stuff like that. And they're, they're like they're they're a chronically horrible bad guy in it. They they do some really horrible things. Like, okay. uh, worth, worth having a look. I really enjoyed Sabrina. Uh, I didn't think I was going to. I mean, based on the graphic novel, um, yeah. the chilling tales of uh, yeah, the chilling tales of Sabrina, um, yeah. which is part of like they did. So they did like Afterlife with Archie, uh, Jughead, The Hunger, Vampironica, yeah. and the Chilling Tales of Sabrina, which is um, kind of Riverdale is kind of Afterlife with Archie. I think I've never seen Riverdale. Have you? I watched the first episode and I realized I was like Dead. 20 years too old to watch. Yeah, the yeah, film, that's what so. I did as well. And I was like, mm. yeah. But no. um, yeah, so that was like a, a kind of a an else Archie world that they did. Like, um, I think it was Dark Horse might have done it. Oh, yeah, no, no, they're really good series. I, I've read the first because they've only got the first comic for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Well, there's um, only one graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. They did. So a, they, be... they did like another run, but it was only like a half series. Like it was only three mm. issues, I think. Like, oh, don't quote me on that. Even though too many books that come out every week, um, no, there was fine. a little bit more. Maybe it's been about me an oversized one shot that they did. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, it's this. I think the show is taking its own. Um, it's you know, it's gone off book. It's doing yeah. it's doing a bleach or a Naruto. <laughs> oh, it's God. got filler. It's filler episodes. <laughs> yeah, nothing but filler. But I mean, yeah, like I. So many people are really upset by this and it sort of leads me back to how insanely obsessed people get with series and I just, I'm really, I feel really bad for all these people that are super into it and that it's been cancelled and then they went and decided to, you know, just rub some salt on that wound and tell them that season five was going to be a crossover with Riverdale. Yeah. Now Now they'll never see that. What season, is Riverdale still going? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, people got four, five, four seasons of this show. Like, you can't, you can't snuff at that. I mean, no. Const- Constantine got one. <laughs> you know I what I mean? Was. Like, it, it, it clearly, it did, it ran its course. That's four well, years that- of Sabrina. You can't really poke a stick at that. That's right, and I think, I think it is time. It is good to know when to stop and I I know it's really hard for fans who are just so into these shows um so like currently I'm like really obsessed with that show Dead to Me or is that the one the one with Christina Applegate and uh what's her name oh god I forgot her name doesn't matter um but yeah they like season two was amazing and they've just said that season three will be the last and you know what as sad as I am I it's perfect because season two the end of season two, I'm like, okay, well, what can they yeah. really do for people season three? Weird attitudes where they just think that people owe them TV shows to go for 25 years and do a Simpsons and shit like that. But then like, they complain about the quality of the show. Well, why is the show shit? Well, because it probably should have ended like five seasons ago. And especially because Sabrina's not supposed to get older. No. <laughs> like, she's supposed <laughs> to be that same age forever. Um, oh, yeah. And she won't be. Um, um, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's good to know when to stop. And I, I think cancelled is probably disheartening, but again, a lot of people are complaining that Santa Clarita diet just got cancelled. So they didn't get any kind of resolution out of that. At least oh, they're yeah, going to. That's worse. This When yeah. they don't even let the, uh, the creators like write a, an end season to like stop it. Yeah. Like that, that's kind of crap. Like. Yeah. Just the stop is is a bad thing. It even happens in the graphic novels as well. They just cancel a series halfway through, and it's just like mm. DC did that yeah. for a heap of stuff when they did this changeover to their new shipping stuff. They just stopped a whole bunch of set, like, things halfway through, and then yeah, just went that's... like, "Sorry, that's it. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you subscribe to it. It just stopped." And they mm. did stuff like you know four issue runs. They stopped at number three. They didn't <gasps> just do the one ending one. No. And I'm like, come that hurts on, guys. Me. That hurts myself. Such a no-brainer. And that's why we get some amazing fan fiction. Um, That's why we have such amazing fan fiction out there because people are so into this and then things get cancelled and they they have to write their own endings. Yeah. How good is it when a fan fiction is so good that it breaks into it and it gets created? Like that sort of shit. I love that stuff. I love it so much. (laughs) Uh, That should happen more and more. Like, you know, it's really good to see. Yeah. Actually... Have you got any other um, TV shows that you're looking forward to watching, horror ones? I've, I've, I've really gotten into that War of the Worlds that's on SBS at the moment. Ooh. I don't know if I can start it. War of the Worlds was like the f- – so everyone has a film that traumatised them as a child and that 
that is the original like 1950 whatever war of the worlds traumatized me as a child i was about five or six when i watched it yeah <laughs> what happened it just the ones with the floating with ones like the green ships with the the kind of yeah oh, yeah wow. just the way that they were killing people i that was i think that was the first kind of death uh, expo- exposure i had to yeah to death and like well this is how you die <laughs> and then that was my first exposure to aliens and i just for i think that's probably because you're very similar you've got a thing about aliens yeah. um that this is Oof. yeah this is where that came from for me but so i've got that weird thing that everything i'm scared of i become obsessed with so like yeah, I, I love so. alien grace because they can scare me like i yeah. love you know like, I love War of the Worlds because as a kid, like, even the soundtrack scared me heaps as a kid. Oh, that Not the radio soundtrack. play one, which I heard later, but, like, you know, the, 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 yeah. the, the campy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. And I still listen to it. I've got it on vinyl. I still listen to it, like, to this day. And um, yeah. it's just a – yeah, War of the Worlds is just one of those things that I love, the tripods, the idea of it. Like, and um, yeah. I wonder if in, in this new one the coronavirus will kill them. <laughs> <laughs> quite quite possibly but yeah i find that cer- certain things like i w- i can become obsessed with certain things but other things that sort of scare me a little bit i can become a little bit too obsessed and then it gives me crazy anxiety and then i just go down this horrible rabbit hole and it's not where i should be the anxiety so hole yeah like sometimes that i know my limits oh, oh that's all right but yeah mm. i'm interested to Hear more about it from you. Yeah, and then cool, I cool. might watch it. Um, so what are we going to do for homework, you reckon, this week? What film should we watch this week and review next week together? I mean, I think that you have an insatiable taste for the Atkins. Ooh. So why don't we watch Night of the Creeps? <gasps> yes, that's a perfect. Uh, oh, <laughs> Night of the Creeps. I can still, I'm pretty familiar with Night of the Creeps. So this is going to be great. That line that he yep. says, like. Oh, yes. What is it? Got good news and bad news, lady. Your dates are here. Bad news is they're dead. dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have not seen this film. um, Oh, really? I haven't. No, it's just one of those I've never gotten around to seeing it. I I always remember looking at the video, the cover of it, and it was always like like the cover. Yeah, yeah. It has. Um, if I remember, I'm gonna have a look at it. Um, it has like one of the monsters on the front, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Is one of the creeps. Oh no 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 no! It's got um, got the hand smashing through the uh, oh, the, with the door. flowers. The the yeah. the smashing through the door. Oh no! The one with the yeah. flowers is the guy, with the guy there. But there's another one where a hand, like a, a zombie hand, is smashing through a glass door and opening the doorknob from the other side. Oh. Very 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 cool. Because none of the creeps goes everywhere. Got science fiction yeah. in it. It's got horror. It's got humor. It's college humor, and there is a oh man, there's a Tom At- there's a Tom Atkins action figure from yes. it. I can see here. Yes. And when if you can yes, still get that? Let me look into that for you. Yes. All right. So that's it. Next week, Night of the Creeps. I'm I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I am very excited. So. <laughs> We have been Terrorvision Horror Podcast. We are a podcast on all streaming services all over the globe. Um, you can find us on you know, SoundCloud, Stitcher, 
iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, all of the, all the main podcasting services. Please go on there if you've liked what you heard. Give us a star rating or leave a comment or maybe give us a follow. We also have a YouTube channel where you can um, uh, we upload our podcast over there. So just search for um, um, I was going to say Hat the Diner then. Just search for Terror Vision Horror Podcast on YouTube and you'll find us. We have an Instagram um, at Terror Vision Pod. And yeah, do you have any uh, do you have any house personal housekeeping? Jennifer, that you want to do? Personal housekeeping this week. Mm. Just, uh, yeah, I'd really like to see some more likes and subscribes and yeah. just interaction from everyone. Like, I've, I've seen it growing and I'm really happy to see this growing. Um, so now I'd definitely like to interact with a lot of you. Excellent, excellent. Um, if you like hearing my voice and you love video games, please head over to YouTube at Hack the Dino, doc, uh, Hack the Dino where we ha- I do video game shows, uh, VODs, like video on demand of, you know, reviews. Um, we do video game news, and this is all video. So if, if you like that kind of thing, go over there, or you can check out the podcast over on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, etc., etc. Just search for Hack the Dino Um gaming or hack the dino on all, all search engines and that's about it for this week so you know until next week may all your dreams be nightmares